Everybody, this is RPG Cast 489 for January 26, 2019. I'm your host, Anime Primitive. Hi, everybody. Hello. Morning. Hi, Josh. Hey there. Hi, Pascal. Hi, Anna. Hello, Kelly. Hello. Hi, Chris. Hi. I'm in a donut. <laughs> Hi, Alex. Hello. Alex, save us from the donut eating hole that is Chris, and please tell us what you've been playing. Uh, so, the, I think the main new one I've been playing is Ace Combat Seven. Did you? Um, so, so there was an interesting. I'm going to aside the gameplay for a minute. There was sort of an interesting meme that popped up immediately after Ace Combat Seven was released, which is there are some scenes in which there's a dog, but the dog. There's is, one scene with that okay. dog. Um, it's, it's there for like five seconds. But the dog isn't rendered. It's like a flat JPEG. And so people went crazy over this, and then they found out that the dog was dead. Ooh. And then people went Ooh. crazy over that. Yeah, it was one of the developers' dog. They stuck it in there as like a holder asset, and then they never bothered changing it to something real. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but yeah, the dog apparently got sick and passed away like right before Ace Combat Seven launched. So, um, in memory Sad of Doggo. Story. In memory of Doggo. Flat doggo. So, is it billboarded where, when, however you turn, it's always, always facing you in the game? No, I, it's only it's it's there as part of a cutscene with a static camera for about five seconds. But okay. it's fairly obvious that it's not rendered compared to the people standing next to it. Okay. It literally looks like someone propped up a cardboard dog beside the woman. So, so how is this so game, So anyways, Alex? let's talk it's about not... the actual game now instead of the internet yeah, cause, memes. Because I don't, I've never played this one, like but I've heard good. it's like, you know, like it's supposed to be sort of like a sort of sim, sort of arcadey thing with with uh, planes, but you're also like fighting all kinds of like crazy things. Is it something like that? Not really. It's more of a straight up dogfighting game. Oh, okay. Well, it's a mixture of sort of dogfighting game and sort of missions where you're attacking ground things. But yeah, it's basically a fighting game. There's not there's not really much crazy st- stuff to fight. I mean, you're basically fighting against drones, but they act like planes just with a bit more maneuverability and so forth. Hmm. Okay. Alex. So yeah, there's not too much crazy stuff in it, but yeah. yes. Bad, bad, bad pun. Dogfighting. Oh, no. Yeah, that's dog fighting. I, I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a pun because that's just the word. Yeah, inappropriate. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not really. But yeah, so there's there's two main modes. You've got either the campaign modes, where you, it tells like a story of a conflict between two nations in a. Not not the real world. It's sort of a a made up world, but basically it has. Real world planes and this and so forth. So I think yeah, I think it's I think there's 20 missions overall in the campaign. I think I've done 17 of them so far. But it's basically it's a series of different missions where you're either face, facing on against certain enemies, or you've got different different things. Like there's one where you have to sort of fly through a canyon just to stay hidden. 
It's actually a pretty, it's actually a pretty fun one. <laughs> no, no, it's the first Ace Combat game I've played so far, but it's it's a lot of fun. It's really. Is it more flight semi combat or more Star Fox, Fox kind of fun combat? Um. Well, there it's is not an really flight sim. If you want, yeah, it's not. It's not really flight sim as you are flying fighter jets. So you've actually you're flying around at pace and maneuvering really quickly. So it's not as deliberate as most flight sims. But okay. it's not really. It's not really arcadey. There's, there's, Chris said, there's two control systems. One of them's a bit more arcadey because it does all the turning and the turning automatically. So what? So if you press can left and it'll sort of turn, it'll oh, turn you, you left. Um, this person is flying upside yeah. down. Yeah, the thing is, you can't really, do, you can't do a barrel roll in the uh, basic mode. You have to use the expert mode to be able to do barrel rolls. Oh. Yeah, because that you have to control up, go up as well as right to actually turn right. So yeah, I'm trying, can't remember what the exact wording is but yeah the expert mode you need to be able to do to do any sort of fancy maneuvering okay which i i need to practice a bit more because actually there's the canyon missions one where i probably would have been easier if i'd used the, been able to use the expert mode because there's a couple of tight turns that you're not really adept at doing with the basic control system now here's the really important part how many times have you crashed i crashed a few times do you have but to it come- did take do you have to come back in and land on the carrier after the end of the mission? Some of them you can. Oh, you can also, you like can, Top Gun? You can, you, can, you can also skip it. I don't think there's, actually, I don't think it's the one where you land on the carrier, but it's ones where you land on the airport. Okay. And there's a few where you have to refuel as well in midair. But they're not that hard. It's more about get, making sure you don't just <laughs> I don't think anything would be as hard as those it. stupid Top Gun controls. Yeah, I don't play it, but it's fun. There's a, there's basically a skill, not a skill tree, a plane tree where you can unlock new planes and unlock new attachments or equipment for your plane that gives you like bonuses to its stats and stuff. I think the one of the one I've been using mostly is the Eurofighter Typhoon. That's a pretty good one. So, there's, a, there's a few. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Like that options you can have, but. You yeah, shot no, three planes at once. Yeah, that's one of the special, the special weapons you can equip. There's one that you can basically target and fire eight missiles at once. So you have magic missiles. This is an RPG. No, anybody? No. <laughs> okay. So speaking of RPGs, you've been playing my time at Porsche. Yeah, that game won't end. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. <laughs> So my time at Porsche is another game in that sort of life simulator uh, genre, but this is more building simulator than farming simulator. Building slash crafting. Yeah. So, and I guess they got so again. I'm I'm going off the gameplay a little bit, but I guess there was some brouhaha at the launch of this game because they hadn't paid their voice actors. Without me, I hadn't realized that because obviously i've been playing it before it was released so i've talked about it a few times i think on the cast yeah so um they apologized and said that they were going to pay their voice actors and then someone noticed 
um, the exact image that they used to apologize was the same one that they used in October when this first came up. Hmm. Oops. But how was the game? Because people seem to be split. It sounds like they still haven't played their voice actors then? No. Okay. Got it. And this is the second time that they've apologized. Got it. For not paying them. Yeah. But they still haven't paid them. You should probably pay your people. It's like our old ad company. (laughs) (laughs) Those jerks still owe us money. Uh, I'm not even pursuing it. (laughs) So how's the game, Alex? Are you tired of this? I think the game's a lot of fun, but yeah, I want it to be done. I've played it for about 80 hours already. What, how does there why is, is the a, progression uh, slow? Because you have to build all the things, or because the story not, is just overwritten and there's too much of it, or what? It's sort of that it make it waits until it gives you the next story part, so it, it waits a few days before like the next mission so story related keep mission going to comes bed. in. Yeah, but it feels like a waste because mm. you've got to sort of guess a lot of the crafting things where it's creating materials and stuff you you get things like furnaces which yeah if you play this game you will need to build lots of furnaces <laughs> okay just to, just to just to come up with enough steel you need lots of steel in the game but you sort of leave that to run you need to sort of come and replenish the fuel on that or put more materials into it just so it keeps going so you sort of have to keep coming coming back and going and collecting more materials at some point but I remember the the PR person um, telling me that there's you know an actual end game and um, there's there's dungeons and a story that involves like the the religious faction and how it all ties together and that kind of went against what I, what I thought I knew about games like this which is that there is no end game and it's just you play it to I guess just continue indefinitely. How is that? It's well, it's one where it's it's quite happy for you to can continue indefinitely after the fact after you've done anything but the, yeah there is a sort of a story it's not a huge one it doesn't really have the the religion aspect doesn't play that much of a role in it it's more just a flavor text for the flavor for the setting more than anything else but you've got people who sort of don't really want to go back to the like high-tech age that like caused everything to go become make the world as it is which is like it's technically a post-apocalyptic landscape that's rebuilding. But there are there are a few dungeons. Most of them are, have the goal of getting you fancy some fancy ingredients or equipment that you use in in the crafting, like like engines, and also you can use in to create better tools back in your workshop. So. That, but the the combat's pretty weak. In fact, for a lot of story missions, you can sort of just stand back and let the NPCs who usually come with you just deal deal with the uh, boss fights and everything without actually having to get very involved. There's a few where you do have to be involved, but even if you lose, it just dumps you right back outside the boss fights with the boss continuing to have any damage you inflicted on them beforehand. So you can just keep running back in. But yeah, I mean the main the main problem is that you're just waiting around for too much. I mean, I have I've also got an achievement that's called the final showdown, but that's not the end of the story. There's a bit more. But yeah, I'm ready to be done with it when I can. 
but I've enjoyed the time I spent with it. There's lots of neat touches in it, especially when you build things around the city that just sort of help build up the city as you go through it. Yeah, that's pretty much it for my type of Porsche at the moment. I think I've said most of the other stuff beforehand. All right. So you've also been playing Tales of Vesperia. So yeah. I think you missed the podcast where Kelly and I were discussing Tales of Meh. So do, yeah, do you have awesome. a different opinion? It's one that I've... It's a bit hard because I've really enjoyed it on 360. And now I've been playing it on Switch. It's not... The beginning isn't as strong as I remember it being. For a start. There's also an issue I'm not sure it controls as well on the Switch. It kind of feels it like it doesn't. Okay, I think I, it did. I think it controlled a lot better on 360. Has I, anyone tried it with a pro controller? Yeah, I have a pro controller. Okay. So that doesn't. I help was then. wondering if it was feeling mushy because I wasn't good at it, or if that was a thing. It's. A bit, I don't think it's one of the strongest battle systems. I think Symphonia's battle system of that, the TP-based systems, is better and held up a lot more. And also, yeah, as I said, Vespera doesn't have the strongest beginning either. I think it starts picking up when Rita comes into the party. How long does that take? That's not too long. That's four or five hours. Oh. And I gave up on it before that. Yeah. I think yeah, Rita appears, I think, after the, in the second or third city visit. Okay. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's just it's just it's just after the stuff in Hello. Okay, I'm I still have a problem. How can this not be the best game of all time? It has a dog that smokes a pipe. Roof. Repeat is the best. There you go. Repeat is a good boy. And if you watch the uh, prequel film, you can see him as a puppy. What? Where's the prequel? There's a prequel film. Oh, film. <gasps> I have to find that. Is it spoilery, or are you supposed to see it beforehand? Yeah, I don't think it matters. Oh, okay. My favorite thing is baseball. Repeat. If you guys have played around with those free DLC costumes at all. I do like that. All right. Anything else you want to talk about in terms of Tales of Vesperia? Uh, not really. It's just, yeah, it's one that I think gets better as you go along, except so the, for the chat room says ignoring the ending. Oh, okay. The chat room says it's the worst battle system in recent Tales games. Um, what do you think? Mm. Not sure. Okay. <laughs> I think it's definitely it's definitely weaker than Symphonia's was for me. And are you playing Doctor Handheld? Because apparently it looks better in the dock. I play handheld. Team you, handheld. You Chris. only play handheld. Hashtag team handheld, no less. It looks fine in hand. It looks, looks, it looks nice in handheld. Well, I can't really add too much to the Vesperia conversation. Alex, you know that the the game only spent like a day or two with me. Oh yeah, we had talked about that, but I I did get to the second city, or at least I'm assuming it's a city. Whatever you get to after you leave the the starting area, the starting city. Oh, are you in the place yeah. with the tree? And you're healing you get, the tree? He got rid yeah, of the I game. Even, he ain't anywhere whoa. now. <laughs> I don't even... I haven't even found a tree. Um, there's a <laughs> gate. 
Oh, the gate, yeah. The with a big gate. You got to yeah, the no, port. I, I wasn't, I, I, yeah, I didn't count that one as a city. Oh, no, okay. Oh. So it's not a city. It's more like a, like yeah. a, like a, yeah, no, I wasn't like a counting that one. or something. Yeah, it's, it's a brief way stop for plop. All right. That's so why I stopped that, for the, uh, so that's, that's, so now that's that we've heard that this is, the, this is not the secret Best Tales game, it's not the forever Best Tales game, what is the Best Tales game? What, ga- what Tales game should people actually go back and play now? Symphonia. We've had Eternia. this as a question of the week. <laughs> Symphonia and Eternia. One's a GameCube game and one's what? A freaking PlayStation game? Yeah. Okay. Symphonia's on, Symphonia's on PS3. Oh, Symphonia's PS3 game. Okay. I, I, both, I got the, right? yeah, got I got the Chronicles version. Yeah. Chat is saying Berseria. Berseria, which is one of the more recent ones. Yep. Berseria the, is pretty good. That's the most recent one. Maybe I'll try that one in. I want to go back to the one I was playing that had the ununderstandable battle system. Zestria? Zest, yeah, Zestria. <laughs> the in the future. Grace's had a Grace's pretty... has the best combat system. Well, but I want the one that I can't understand. Then I can complain about it the whole time I'm playing. Like, what am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing, and I don't know how yeah. to do anything. That's probably the serious. Okay. Hey, Chris. What? You do know what you're doing in Diablo I don't. 3. Oh, yeah, I do. I, 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 I've made all the things. I can tell that you die a lot. What? How do you know? I keep getting mob, you know, like these elite mobs that are called Nemesis, Slayer of no- Nobuo. <laughs> and when oh, I kill... is that how those work? <laughs> yeah, oh. when I kill them, they usually drop a present for you. Cool. I, ima- I imagine that they're killing you a lot, and then they're when showing you up. Send as... them to me. I did. I've sent okay. you a bunch of presents. I haven't been getting very many for you. I guess you don't die enough. Yeah, but no, I, no I've Chris... mailed them to you. Hmm. Chris had a whole fictional narrative ready to go. About how he's dominating at the game and you destroyed it all. No, yeah. <laughs> no, he. Plays I start a new character. Like hyper aggressively. Yeah, uh, hyper aggressively, also known as recklessly. Um, I play. Yeah, my necromancer is doing tier thirteens and stuff, but it's non seasonal. So or torment thirteen, sorry. But you know, so I've put them on the side. Like, okay, you're awesome right now. I need to to stop playing with you for a while because your build is literally me walking around and things dying when they get too close to me. That's probably as good as it's going to get <laughs> as far as uh, RSI-friendly Diablo builds. Um, so now I, I started a uh, seasonal character because I noticed that's what Kelly was playing. She's all in the season. So I'm like, okay, oh, I'm going to level was? up. The... I, oh. I didn't know I started a seasonal character. I thought just you started... started a seasonal character. <laughs> no, I just started like a character. I didn't. Know, I don't even know what the seasons are or what they do. Oh, um... They give you little quests to complete within the space uh, of the season that gives you bonus things, and you do them all, you, you'll end up with a, a end game set of armor. Oh, which okay, is nice. maybe, I, maybe I need to st- start a seasonal character. It's kind of like, like a guided play style when you don't care about the story and just want to play Diablo and kill demons. So. Okay. No, I've, I've been more doing uh, rifts. Oh, I got my Barbarian up to level 70, and I've been doing more rifts and greater rifts. Yep, that's how it goes. Okay. So I started leveling my barb. It's only like 43. So. Uh. You know, and on the PC version, I didn't really care for Barbarian that much, but man, Barbarian is fun. On controller, yeah. Yeah, my my favorite build is to have the um 
weapon throwers my main and use have the ricochet rune to b- bounce my weapon off of things and then use greater leap to leap into a pack and then whirlwind to just turn into the tasmanian devil and whirlwind everything and that's how i've been getting like 200 kill chains in some of the greater rifts that'll do it yeah it's really fun so yeah i've been playing a ton kelly's been playing a ton we like this game i think i at the point where i played too much so i needed to take a day or two away (laughs) and he decided in that day or two he was going to play fairy fencer f on the ps4 No, PS3? PS4. PS4, PS4. I don't know why, but we have it. We have Fairy Fencer F Dark Advent Forces on the PS4. So I installed it and said, aha, I was looking at playing this anyway, and now Anna's playing it. I'll play it, and we'll be at the same time. It'll be awesome. So, right? So this led to sort of really interesting discussion, and it's going to be our question of the week, so stay tuned. Is um, I'm playing this game on the easiest difficulty. So I'm playing on like amateur and it recommends um, that you play on that difficulty if you are primarily interested in the story. And I am because having played Neptunia games, I know that the games are extremely grindy. If you don't play on a lower difficulty or if you don't get the DLC that makes grinding super easy, et cetera, et cetera. It's like I, I'm here for the funny. I'm not here for the grindy. So I went to, uh, so I started up the game and I knew Anna was having fun. So I said, okay, I got to do some things that are different. And then she'll walk in the room. She'll be like, oh, you're playing this. It's funny. And, and I, I went through and was like, okay, so we'll do Japanese voices because she's doing English voices. And then I got to the difficulty thing and it's like, okay, I've got the free DLC. So I've got hell and amateur have been added. And amateur is like, um, you know, if you, if you don't know what you're doing and you don't, you just want to see some cutscenes, press amateur. Um, normal is normal, easy is a little bit easier. And then hard said, aha, on this level you get extra items and extra abilities. I'm like, what? <laughs> There's like abilities I won't even see if I play the game on normal? I want to see all the abilities. So I chose hard. And uh, Anna can't, um, can't fathom it because I'm running into bosses and I can't kill them and I have to go like get levels and spend points leveling up my character. And she just sneezes at them. Um, I also what an exciting conversation that I, was. <laughs> I also think that I figured out what the F is. F. I. You can't say it though because it'll spoil. No, not really. Press F for spoilers. Yeah, I think it's future. Or is it freaking hard on hard? I mean, how do I explain F. this? No, you don't. I think it's a letter, so it wouldn't be an FF, oh. and therefore confused with the other game. I mean, I don't think it means anything. Apart from it's just used a lot. <laughs> but so far it's alright. Uh, this is weird, like how this game has no cutscenes and it's all text. And you don't even walk around on a map. It's just select locations. And I'm like, oh, this must be like what Neptunia is. It is exactly what Neptunia it's a, is. It's a compo heart game. Yes. <laughs> they they use like one engine. Okay. This so, is their engine. I was like, I was thinking of playing Neptunia too uh, recently, but I'm realizing like, well, I'm only going to be able to handle so much game like this at a time so <laughs> well and here's my out. favorite part is i just i talked about this last week you stab swords into locations to give locations bonuses i keep missing and... the location 
Your aim sucks. I, it's a giant sword sticking out. How do I miss? But I, I miss. I have a one mile area. Stab this sword. Nope. Can't do it. Like, so he got a sword that changes the types of enemies that are inside of a zone. Because that's how you do, uh, that's how you get like rare uh, monsters that you need for rare quests or rare drops. And so he's like running around and running around. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, the enemies haven't changed. Oh, I said, I'm waiting for this rare enemy to spawn. She's like, no, 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 you got to use a sword. I'm like, oh. So he went and got the sword. After dying a bunch. And he randomly stabbed it somewhere. <laughs> and then he goes in. He's like, but the enemies haven't changed. I'm like, can, can you leave and, and see where your sword is? His sword was like randomly to the left. Listen. <laughs> Shush. <laughs> It seems like a bit of an oversight that you can't, like, I don't know, precision aim the sword on the you map. You can. Yeah, you can. You can. Well, stab- he's just really bad at it. Yeah, yeah he's just, he's you just can bad. stab like three <laughs> swords into one location. Also, this game's controls are uh, apparently better than tails, but um, not the best. Um, they're a bit loose. Yeah. No. Totally. So, like, most things, that doesn't matter, but if you're trying to precision line-up attacks, which is, like, a big part of the game's strategy, it's very frustrating. Then I learned that L and R do a precision adjustment, and I don't know how you're going to do that on the Switch, Anna. I don't know. I mean, the Switch has tried L and R? I haven't played it since we figured that out, because that was this morning. Oh, okay. Well, you'll have to figure that out. Yeah. Um, outside of Fairy Fencer F. Which is weird, given how many tutorials this game... By the way, this game has too many tutorials. It has so many tutorials. It's, it's like a nep game. way it too many tutorials. a lot of um, things yeah, it like going a on. Game. And they don't teach you the layers. stuff that you actually want to know, like how to aim the damn attacks. Yeah, no. Yeah, Kumpo c- Hall game. Yep. <laughs> Alice is back. But man, I sure know how to sell this. things to a shop now. Glad I had that tutorial. <laughs> And it's um, my favorite combo hot game as well. This is this this is a good one. Yeah, no, I'm I'm really enjoying it. It, it is, is pretty good. good. I like the story. I like the characters. Um, um, I'm pretty sure that I've already screwed up my my route because I got greedy. I started, oh, did you take? So you're doing the middle route then? I started pulling swords out of the vile god. I think I've pulled too many out. Yeah, over five, and you're in a different route. Yeah, and I don't know. That's okay. You do, you're supposed to New Game Plus to do all three yeah, to that's get everything. True. That's so true. good luck. Right. Oh, by the way, L2, and you can skip all the animations and stuff. So if the game's taking too long because you keep running into things, you can make a dungeon go from 20 minutes down to two minutes. So very handy tip. He also found a dash button, and I'm like, I didn't know you could they do that. They told you that one in the tutorial. Yeah. Same I... L2 button, by the way. L2 yeah. is fast. That's all you need to know. L2, fast. It's how you skip cutscenes too, if you want to. Well, if you're if you die on a boss like I do, well, I know true. you can't do that on that's your true. settings. <laughs> um. So yeah, I have also been playing a lot. Wait, wait, wait! Nobu Uematsu did music for this game. Yeah, diddy dee, diddy dee. I don't know where. It's that theme song. Yeah. It's I like don't that know. rock. Hardcore rock oh, no, music. I don't think it's that. No, it's. I think. I think. I think it's some of his old members of the Black Mages that did a it lot says of the. Earthbound Papas is the best song, but I don't yes. know like which songs are his. But yeah. I just told you which one. 
yeah, I don't believe you. Okay. So he did the uh, he did composition. Uh, Tsutomu Narita did um, arrangements. Apparently, uh, ba 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 ba. Oh, good. Here's a breakdown of everything. Um, let's see. Oh, never mind. It it breaks down by track. So. So I've been playing it. a lot of Final Fantasy IV for yeah. Enterprise. Yeah, he week. did not do all of them. That's for sure. No, okay. he did the rock song. Okay. Does it sound like Deep Purple or like prog rock? Because if it sounds like prog rock, it it's sounds like Japanese but anime rock. Yeah, that's Umatsu. No, usually not. Remember, he's a uh, Black Mages are not Japanese but anime rock. They're like um, Japanese but video game rock. I don't know. <laughs> Why are we calling it butt rock? But because you move, you shake your butt while you listen to it. Okay, it's butt rock. You grew. I don't know. Are, are That's you, how it was explained to me. Are you butt done rock. butting in on me? Yes. All right. Sorry. Good uh, pun. I've been playing a lot of free enterprise this week. Final Fantasy IV free enterprise. Oh, wow, Anna. Is a randomized. Tell us Final more Fantasy about 4. Final Fantasy IV free enterprise and so, what your current adventures are. Yes. So let's talk about reject percent. Nope. Nobody cares. <laughs> no, no. I do. I'm telling Kelly about All right. this. All right. Oh, rejectors. Okay. See, you're interested in this because it's hilarious. So, um, there's this is a, my life, and I having trouble caring about it anymore. <laughs> there's a tournament coming up. It's called the World Series of Free Enterprise, and so the idea is it's based off World Series of Poker, where you have different tables. So each table in the World Series represents a different challenge to it. And so the one that I've been practicing a lot this week is called Reject Percent, and the idea is is um, they have blocked all of the characters except for. Um, the characters that no one wants in their party, which is um, Edward, R- Edward, Edward, Rydia, Edward, um, Sid, Edward, uh, Tella, Porum, and Tella, which is the white mage twin, and Tella, and Rosa. No, no Rydia. people want her. People want Rosa. Yeah, is just those five. Rydia? Huh? Is it child Rydia or adult Rydia? So Rydia, Rydia. It's Rydia, and you have to go get the summons and ugh. Rydia. And she can't heal automatically becomes an adult when you do the dwarf castle. Okay. Just like Tella automatically remembers all the is, spells is when you Cecil do in this? No. Well, because five, nobody wants Cecil either. Five characters. Cecil is like the best potential DPS in the game. Yeah, but nobody ever wants him. Well, now that there's an agility agnostic flag, people do want him. Oh, okay. All right. So once again, it's Edward, Tella, 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 Rydia, <laughs> Sid? Yeah, Sid. Uh, you like Sid. I and do because he's a good agility anchor. Edward Tellus, Sid, Rydia. Palome. Palome. The, the white he- mage. The twin. healer. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So the, that, that particular group of people presents some interesting quandaries because... Um, they suck? You have to do Dwarf Castle to make Rydia viable realistically because mm-hmm. her tier two summons... Um, you have to do Mount Ordeals to make Tella viable. Um, Edward is Deadward. Um, <laughs> he, he's a lovely floor decoration. And uh, Pelham is fine, but she has really low hit point growth. And Zermus can big bang for over 2,000 damage. She doesn't get to 2,000 hit points until she's close to level 60. 
most people run most people try to do Zeramis at like level forty five to fifty. And even worse is you I, I you say to yourself, Oh, I, I mean it's all crappy characters, but you can just level up everybody a whole lot and, and that sort of overcomes the, the challenge, right? Nope. Because after level fifty, Telus starts losing stats. He peaks at fifty. He's old. So Sid. Yeah, but Tella sucks. Tella's awful. So Maybe yeah, no that's why I'm saying Tella percent. Tella percent. Tella percent. Hella Tella challenge. Maybe all of knowing all of that magic puts a toll on your body. I guess. Listen, Man, he was not destined to survive this game, and you're trying to go against the natural order. Yeah, Bad so things happen. It's the kids and the old men. Mm-hmm. And Edward's just along to babysit. Ooh, pedophile percent. <sighs> oh, sorry. Am I not the first to make that joke? Sorry. <sighs> You're not. <laughs> and it is awful. Every time? Sorry. I apologize. So, yeah. That's what I've been playing. I also found a partner, and we're going to play two-player free enterprise. Oh, how's that work? How does that work? So, the idea is, is we have an identical copy of the game. And then um, we are working together to get to Zeramis. So when we start the game, one of us goes to Dam Cyantaloot and the other one goes to Troyantaloot. One of us goes to um, So you Mount... split up. You split up. And hopefully you don't get killed individually and it ends like a bad movie, a horror movie. No. No. You, you're, you are splitting up. Each of you are I playing. Know. We're playing the Joking. same game. We're playing the same flags. And you let each other know if it was worth going to such right. and such place. So, like, one person will go to Antlion because there's a key item there. And then the other person will go to um, Mount Hobbs because there's a character there. Well, if it's not a useful character, the person who didn't go doesn't waste their time trying to get that character. Oh, I see. And now, how do you communicate all this? So, we just use Discord voice. So we're basically kind of leapfrogging each other because like normally when you progress through Final Fantasy 4, you go to like the Mist Village and then you go to Kaipo and then you go to Dam Cyan and then you go to Mount Hobbs and then you go to Fabul. So it's like, um, you know, one person goes to Dam Siam and then the next, the, the other partner goes to Antline and then the other partner goes to Mount Hobbs. So we're kind of leapfrogging each other through sort of like the vanilla progress of the game. The challenging part of the two-player flags is it actually disables um, a safety check that's normally in the game, which is um, in a normal run of Free Enterprise, you will always go from the Earth to the underground to the moon. And that is absolutely guaranteed. There will always be a way underground from the the Earth. Um, In the two-player flags, that safety check is turned off. So the first run that me and my partner did together, we got like two key items on the earth and one of them was a darkness crystal. It's like, all right, we have no way of going underground. So we're going to the moon. To the moon. And it's really hard to do that because the moon expects you to be fairly high level. I mean, the character that you get there is in the vanilla game is Fusoya and he's level 50. Um, so I, when I go to the moon, I tend to be like 20. So it it presents its own challenges, and you have to practice it and get good at it. Get good. So get good. I'm enjoying that. I've been streaming our our two player 
free enterprise. So if you're not following twitch.tv slash RPGamer, you should. Josh, are you done wait, fighting? Wait, wait, wait. Anna, when do you compete? When is this competition? When can people um, watch you participate? So the tournament starts in mid-February and will run through mid-April. There, there are various tables that I'm going to be competing in. Okay. So when? Mid-February through Mid-feb- mid-April. Okay. So when the government is shuts down again. <laughs> live streamed? They will be live streamed, yeah. So I but will be on... the Department of Commerce's yeah, website. Yeah, I, I will be on <laughs> twitch.tv slash Gamer. Um, and the official channel is um, twitch.tv slash free enterprise. All right. Oh, we have we have news from the chat room. The Fairy Fencer F Fairize song is Full Contact, which isn't composed by Nobuo Uematsu. He did, however, do the game's main theme. Whatever the main theme is supposed to be. Oh. Is that the main musical theme or the main intro theme? But yeah. Thank you, Daniel. Daniel, 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 and Daniel and L. Daniel, are we gonna see him soon? Yeah, <laughs> we're going to Amsterdam. Woot woot! All right, Josh. After you win all the free yes. enterprises, oh, Josh, yes. Have you? Yes. Un- or have you? Josh, Josh, sing the anthem of your people. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I, would I, would I thought of a good to... one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, are you gonna throw things at me? <laughs> don't, don't! Not the WoW coin. No. I guess say so you could kill somebody with the WoW coin. Oh man! So I spent most of this week doing, you know, finding the fun stuff of like moving, and I've gotten through most all of the side quests, and now all I have left is like the final bosses, which is the DMV. So that took up a lot of my week. Um, I did play a little bit more of Kingdom Hearts. And I got to the gummy ship. I didn't get too far into that, but I did get to the gummy ships, which what what the hell were they trying to do with that? It's like an interesting idea, like, or were, you know, like they're trying to add Star Fox in between your action RPG segments. Uh, I don't yeah, I know. hate the gummy ship. <laughs> I hate it. So what Josh is saying is moving is more fun. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> like it's an... Like, you don't see a lot of games that have that kind of, like, customization on that sort of thing. But actually using the customizer wasn't straightforward. It doesn't really explain very well how to do that kind of stuff. Yeah, you also don't need to at all. Oh, really? Yeah, the base ship is more than powerful enough to get through everything. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. But if you have some fun with it, you'll have a killer ship in no time. Yeah. yeah, I just loaded out with nothing but guns. And and then the segments themselves are just kind of like slow and sluggish in comparison to something like Star Fox or, you know, it's weird. <laughs> they were a little bit better in two. Were they? Yeah. So are they coming back in three as well? I, I don't know. I haven't seen anything about it. I, I could do without them because I don't really find him to be that fun though i did like just they were mentioned in the new trailer okay (laughs) i did like just loading a gummy ship with a whole bunch of guns please be excited (laughs) i don't remember there being a gummy ship in in two was it optional um i think that you could like fast travel once you uh 
got through an area once. But there was like lots of you had, there was like lots of uh, in-game achievements for. Oh, there um, is definitely a gumming ship in too. There's a whole make the strongest ship guide here on YouTube. So that's a thing. Oh, look at this! Oh, weird. They made a cube or a square ship. What in the world is this? You can do weird things. It looks like. Oh, is it Lord. sad? I'm considering playing through Kingdom Hearts two just to make gummy ships. Now this is that's wrong. That is wrong, right? That's wrong. That has to be wrong. How could I think such a thing? Do they have a ship in three? Did, we just did, didn't that? Ubisoft just make the, the that game and it bombed horribly? Oh, uh, how did that work? Starlink, whatever. Oh no, Starlink's fine-ish, sort of. It might have. It might have. I, I haven't heard anything bad about it. It just, it just didn't, didn't do, do very anything, well. It's yeah. like twenty bucks right now. I have it on the Switch. It's um, <laughs> it's a thing. Poor Ubi. I, I like playing as the something. Star Fox guys. Yeah. That's pretty much it. I think that's what everyone bought the uh, Switch <laughs> version for. Oh, they uh, wanted the Star Fox We want statue. a good Star Fox game. Eh, this'll do. <laughs> that's better than the Wii U one. Zero. That's what I heard. <laughs> yeah. Not really a high it, bar. And then, unfortunately, I tried to play the Anthem demo, but didn't have any success, because last night I was locked out with uh, server issues, and then this morning I discovered that apparently somewhere along the way I accidentally created two different Origin accounts. And so the uh, the demo was uh, on the Origin account that wasn't linked to my PlayStation, so I had to spend the morning on tech support with EA trying to merge the two accounts. Fun stuff. Yeah, I... I had issues where it was telling me I'm in the demo. And then when the demo came, you're not in this round of the demo. I'm like, Oh, okay. And I tried to use the invite we got from EA and it's like, Oh, you're already in the demo. I'm like, but you just told me I'm not. Okay. I'll try tomorrow. And today it says, no, okay. You're in now. And I'm in now. So it's, it's been a great process so far. And I hear nobody could log in yesterday anyway. Well, some people could, but, most people couldn't, and those who couldn't were very upset about it. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah. I don't know. My well, God, an online game demo has issues. Uh, yeah. Shock. Yeah. And uh, people are very unforgiving of this. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Well, Probably it is only a couple of weeks away from launch. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess that's why you'd be more upset. But, hey, it's better than it happening on launch like this. True enough. Yeah. True enough. So that's something. That's something. Uh, <laughs> Pascal, have you played anything? Save us. <laughs> <laughs> well, in terms of new games to add to the show, no. <laughs> but I've been I've been very satisfied with what I played because I finished two really really good games. It's just I've talked them to death in the past, so because I finished um, Monster Boy after I think like an hour or two after the cast last week. Or something like that. That same day, and it was great. Um, and, but I've already gushed so much, so much about Monster Boy. Actually, um, since since I've spent like the last two casts just talking talking up how great Monster Boy is, the final dungeon was probably kind of the low point of the whole game, unfortunately. And so, um, you know, the, the it, it ended on a. A relative downer disclaimer it's 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 relatively the the low point but that still makes it better than 
<laughs> probably anything I've you know tried out in Kingdom Hearts since I've played that again. <laughs> it's just the final dungeon is just I don't know for some reason the uh, the developers crammed in any um, any annoying gameplay feature they could think of, like a uh, like enemies with attacks that are I guess almost impossible or in some cases probably impossible to dodge and just crammed all that stuff in the final dungeon whereas like the dungeons all throughout the rest of the game were original and fair and balanced and this one just i don't know it it really seems like they kind of ran out of steam maybe for that one um and then to make it worse it's the only part of the game where uh grinding is required to progress because there's a couple of um, there's a couple of obstacles, like big blocks of some kind of a uh, black material that you just can't get past in any way, not with any of your forms that you have, none of their abilities, um, none of the weapons you've collected, nothing works. And finally, you just, because of a, a lack of any other options, you just leave the dungeon and go back out into the world because like a Metroidvania, there's always so much to find all around the place. Um, and if you manage to then collect um all the hidden pieces of basically the the ultimate weapon in the game which you would assume would be uh optional because it's you know hidden everywhere and there's nothing explicitly saying here go find this um but that is the weapon required to actually get past those obstacles in the final dungeon so you not only have to um i guess randomly decide that you're going to go ahead and find them wherever they happen to be and um, and then uh, spend the time to uncover the secrets to get them. But you also need to pay um, a thousand gold to to assemble the weapon uh, before you can, you know, before you can finally have it after you found all the pieces. And just just to put it in in perspective, gold drops at the um, at the rate of one gold coin per enemy, or at least for like basic enemies. And then I think some of the some of the later areas, you get five coins per enemy, as far as I could tell. That's about it. So it's a lot of grinding involved in that. And then even with all that, I, I still had to chew on the final boss. Like, I think I I must have tried him anywhere between 12 to two dozen times in a row and die every time. And, uh, and, and just kind of gave up on it. This was, I think this was like the day before the cast last week. And the difference after the, the cast then was, I went back again into the world, I left the dungeon, and continued finding some other optional pieces. There's Because there's also um, optional pieces of like the ultimate armor that you can find. And then you have to grind another thousand gold coins to get that put together. And once I had my, um, my uh, I, I forget what the, the in-game name, name of it is, but like the golden armor or whatever they call it. Once I had that, I, I beat the boss on the very next try. So um, it, it gives you so much of a an extra advantage that you don't have without it. It's either almost impossible or very, very easy. So, yeah, it was, um, it was a really good game, but the ending maybe a little bit on the, the weak side compared comparatively. Sounded like they really wanted you to 100% it. And I almost did. So I, I spent another couple of hours after I finally finished it, just going back through the world and, you know, just having fun with trying to find whatever I had been missing. Um, and at last count, I, there was a couple of secrets I've just given up on. I just can't seem to figure them out. And my map is at 98.6% completion right now. And that's not a good, a good place to give up on because it's so close. And I know I'm only missing maybe, I don't know, four or five, six different things, uh, different 
things hidden somewhere. But I think oh, I've I hate that. it when I hate it when that happens because you if you haven't been you know checking off stuff you're like where could those last it's so close. be. And there's little, uh, well, there's definitely clues on the map that tell you, you know, at least check this area. There's uh, areas that are highlighted, or sometimes if you've if you found a, um, a secret that you just couldn't access, the, the map is marked with a, a question mark in that area. So mm-hmm. you know kind of where to go back to, at least from most of them. But that doesn't mean that they're easy to figure out how to get to. And so I think I just reached a point at that, at, at 98.6% is where the tipping point was between so much fun to go back to, and now I'm just frustrated. So that's where I left it. Um, but ultimately, still, you know, I had a really good time with it, despite the misgivings about the final dungeon. And then um, the other game that I completed about five minutes before we started recording today was um, Spirit of Justice. Ooh, Phoenix Wright. Yeah, and I don't know if anybody else has completed, here on the cast, has Me. completed the... The second trilogy, you did. Yep. Yeah, I've played them all. I play them all as soon as they come out. Yeah, I've played them all. I mean, that last, to me right now, that last game is a five out of five. I think. I don't know if you guys would agree with that, but it's, it's. I think the the final case in Spirit of Justice was maybe one of the first times that um, I actually felt like genuine emotion playing a Phoenix Wright game. But I can't really say why. Spoilers. Yeah, no, the sixth one was really strong. It's one of the better, one of the better Phoenix Light ones. The second one. Sixth one. Sorry, so which Spirit for Justice? Oh, yeah. Um, to oh. me, it's it's definitely the best one. But I think mainly on the strength of like the final case. It was I just of course I'm you know I just finished playing it a few minutes ago, so it's. It's kind of still resonating strongly with me. Yeah, no, I loved it. I haven't started anything new this week, though. There's not much else to say about Phoenix Wright. Click the text and read it. <laughs> but you know, was it good? All right. Uh, I think last is Kelly. Yeah. So, um, I've, I've been playing a lot of Diablo 3 this week, as I said with Chris. I is one of those things to where I'd get done with work and be like, okay, oh, I will do one adventure quest or one Nephilim rift, and then next thing I know, it's almost midnight, and it's like, oh, I should probably go to bed now. And I've got, I've got my uh, Barbarian up to level 70, and she's like Paragon level 40, or something like that. This is the first time I've actually dealt with Paragon levels because on the PC version, I just played through the story mode and that was it. And um, I ended up also starting a Witch Doctor, which I have, I've never played before and kind of plays very weird to me. Kind of like not really wizardy, if that's a way to describe Witch Doctor. Kind of not really wizardy. That's how yeah. I would describe Necromancer, but all right. Yeah, and right now she's hovering at like level 17 or something like that. I, I just started her, but uh, God, that game is so good and so addictive. It's, it's, it's one of those games that I think about when I'm not playing it. 
And I, I honestly didn't think that I would like the Switch version as much as I have been. Chris plays it a lot. Yeah, yeah, I've seen I've Yeah, seen I just, I, I said it plenty earlier, so, I, oh. Oh, oh, and one funny thing that happened to me, um, so I, I got a legendary weapon drop, and I'm I'm sitting there reading the text, and I'm like, wait a minute, that text sounds familiar. Oh, it's Thunder Fury, Blessed Boy to the Windseeker. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. It, 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 in WoW, there is a sword called Thunder Fury, Blessed Weight of the Windseeker, and I think it was one of the first legendary I weapons. I get that thing so many times in Diablo 3. I do not yeah. want it anymore. <laughs> yeah, in WoW, it was like one of the first legendary weapons that you could get, like from Molten Core. And at the time, um, it was like the longest, the, the the item with the longest in-game text. So trade chat would like constantly bring it up, and that's why in WoW proper, there's there's like a feat of strength called "Did someone say?" And it's it's because people in trade chat would say, "Did did someone say Thunder Fury, Blessed Blade of the Windseeker?" <laughs> I thought you guys were familiar with that. In- oh, wow. I'm familiar quite with familiar it. With that. <laughs> okay. That's why you can get an inflatable Thunder Fury in. Yeah. Yeah. It's awful. Too many Thunder Furies. So I, 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 I screenshotted that just because it's like, wow, wrong, wrong game to get that dropped in. And then uh, I sent it to my husband because he was out of town this week. And then I also posted it to Twitter and said, did someone say. But. I, I thought that was amusing as hell. And I can't I'm only, believe... I'm only familiar with Baron's chat. Okay. Has no. that changed any? Do, no. do you yes, know where actually. Mankirk's wife is? They blew up the Barons. <laughs> yeah, it's now two oh, zones. Yeah, I, I haven't played WoW in, in a decade or more. And and honestly, it was the only answer to how to solve Baron's chat. Let's blow it up. <laughs> There's a very interesting video on YouTube that kind of goes into the legacy of Baron's chat and why it was such a thing that's kind of interesting to watch. And I wonder if that'll come back in classic. Oh, oh. What? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you thought you were done with that, Anna? (sighs) I survived Baron's chat. That should be a I think that was where the Chuck Norris meme really proliferated. Too. I don't know. All right, so is that well, everything that everybody's been playing? I, I've also played a little bit more Bowser's Inside Story. Um, I'm on the third Star Cure right now, and I, I appreciate that if you fail a mini game three times in that game, that they say, "Hey, do you want to just skip over this?" Like, yes. Cool. I'm, I'm bad at the mini games in that game. I didn't know. Is that new? I don't know. What are we talking about? It might Bowser's Inside Story. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's an Anna thing. Sorry. Yeah, if if you yeah if you fail a mini game three times, you just say, "Hey, you want to skip this?" I love when games do that. Like, "Hey, you suck at this. Don't you want this to be easier?" And I'm like, "Yes, yes, I do." (laughs) Like, can you just give me the chance to skip it from the start? Because I don't like mini games for the most part. That's That's what I like about Falcom games where, you know, if you fail on a boss a couple of times, it's like, oh, we're just going to knock the uh, difficulty down for you. 
Yeah, I had that with one of the kaiju Bowser fights in Bowser's Inside Story too, where I I lost to one badly, and he's like, they're like, hey, do you want to fight an easier version? I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> I I don't mind admitting that I suck at this. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Oh, that was the one thing about the new version of Kingdom Hearts that I was kind of annoyed with. You can't change the uh, difficulty once you start it. You have to pick it to start out with, and then you got to stick with it. You can't, you can't move over to an easier one halfway through the game. That's annoying. I I think difficulty, selectable difficulty, should be a thing. No kidding. It isn't fairy fence for F. What are you watching, Chris? <laughs> it's too basic video. Why are you even looking at the screen? What's what's next what on the, the list? What the hell? <laughs> He's making banana bread. Earlier that... he was watching like Eggs Benedict. It, it got weird with the Eggs Benedict. There's a ramen one that also gets pretty weird with like existential horror about noodles. Yeah. How to basic started off so simple. Then he had to escalate because otherwise, you know. It gets old. Wow, this is getting existential horror, too. That's like Banana Pyramid Head. Okay, so um, I think it's definitely time for the news and for Chris to stop playing those videos. <laughs> Thanks. I guess that was our tie-in to the news. Uh, sure. So what's the first story? Um, my, the first story is I forgot to open the news stories. It's Yakuza Kiwami is coming to PC in February. Woo! Yay! So it's coming out February 19th, and it's going to be 20 bucks, and it's going to have 4K support, and it's 10% off right now if you pre-order. I, I already got it on PS4. I'm good. 20 bucks is good. All right. Yeah. Next well, up. It, oh, go ahead. Well, no. Pretty. If you had PS Plus, it was it was free back in like November. Oh, that's right. That's how I got it. Yeah. All right. Tangle Deep coming out on Switch next week. Which one's Tangle Deep? That's the roguelike dungeon crawler. <laughs> is this the Zelda look one? No, this is 16-bit graphics. I can't keep this all straight. Yeah, too many. 16-bit roguelike dungeon crawler, Zelda roguelike thing. Not Zelda because it's not individual rooms. I don't know what it is. Action RPG. Yeah, well, if you watch the video, like 20, I don't know, like halfway through, they, there are like hundreds and hundreds of different abilities that you can equip your characters with. Oh, I saw so. that show up. Yeah, and that looked overwhelming. Yeah. yeah. These active <laughs> abilities, that's that's a lot. So you get to make lots of builds, and I don't know how the progression works, and there you go. Yeah. So that's out. Switch next week. Play Pillars of Eternity 2 is getting turn-based mode. So that is part of the expansion coming up called Pillars of Eternity 2 Deadfire. Um, so that's this is the, out That's now. the name of Pillars of Eternity 2. Oh, That's just bad. his name. Why did I think that was an expansion? I, just, I guess I just never hear it by its full name. No, it's two pointless syllables in the end. Okay. <laughs> um, so this, this turn-based mode is already out. It launched on January 21st, or January 24th. Um, and the new combat was inspired by Divinity Original Sin 2. Yes, kill all real-time with pause games. 
I, I it's interesting they chose Divinity <laughs> as their as their inspiration rather than well, it doesn't matter. But all right, but Divinity is the one that's most popular now. So, mm-hmm. um, so there was um, an indie um, showcase, not a direct, um, that Nintendo put out this week, and only in Europe, even though most of these games are coming out worldwide. So one of the more interesting ones I think that got announced is um, the Steam World. Uh, dev so image and forum games have announced steam world quest hand of gilgamesh all right so we had steam world dig then we had steam world heist then we had steam world dig 2 and now we have steam world quest quest which is a turn-based deck building rpg where does this fit into the timeline there was technically one before dig oh what was it that was steam world tower defense for the dsi oh my gosh i didn't know that where does that fit in because there's like a continuing story, like involving their planet exploding and stuff like that. It's crazy. Is that? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And like heist happens after that and they're in space. And now this is fantasy. And I don't know if it's in the past or after the planet has come back to. I don't know what's going on. Can you still get SteamWorld Tower Defense? Mm. No, because it's a DSi game. Is the DSi oh. shop gone? Yeah, the DS shop is gone, right? Oh. I thought Not that like they, I'm they're... looking. <laughs> Well, now I need yeah, to look. It, uh, it's DSiWare, which was discontinued in last year. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, two years ago, sorry. Wing. Are you thinking D- of DSi games you lost, Kelly? Yeah, well, I, I mean, the DS itself didn't have a full eShop like the 3DS does. It just had like a little mini shop for these DSi games. Okay. And you had to have a DSi to play them on. They didn't work with Cause, all the DSs. Because I thought that you could still get some DSi games on the 3DS store because I bought oh, no, them. Yeah, apparently that wasn't one that was put on the uh, 3DS eShop. Oh. So it might be around. Okay. So Chris is going to buy it, never play it. That's how that works, yes. Uh, one of the I, other... I like Sorry, Tower Defense. Sorry, I just I like Tower Defense games. So having one in the Steam World world is like definitely piques my interest. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. When you play it, let us know. Yes. Um, one of the other things that was announced um, was an Evil Land collection that is coming to um, PlayStation Four, Nintendo Switch, and Xbox One. So, Evil Land and Evil Land 2 in a bundle called Evil Land Legendary Edition lands February 5th on PS4, February 7th on Nintendo Switch, February 8th on Xbox One. That's Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Because that's when those particular consoles release those games, release their games. So, Evil Land uh, originally came out on PC in 2013 and is an action adventure with RPG elements. Uh, where you journey through multiple generations of gameplay and graphics. We did a backtrack on Evo Land recently. Yes. So the sequel was released in 2015 and follows a similar formula um, that has additional genres of gameplay. So our our very lovely Jooms reviewed both Evo Land and Evo Land 2. So if you need to get caught up in the series, check out his reviews. Very good games. Definitely worth checking out. So if you're like me and and allergic to early access, new game for consideration. 
a deck building RPG called Slay the Spire. Hey, it's now... finally out. I've been following this for forever on my yeah, Steam exited account. Exited early access. It's twenty five dollars. So... Yep. I should have mm. bought it earlier. <laughs> um, alternatively, you can wait for the um, Nintendo Switch release coming oh. later this year. Ooh. Slay the Spire is a deck building RPG where you take control of a character and engage in turn based combat where actions are decided by the hand of cards you draw from your deck. Looks like you're a robot, at least in this one. I don't know if you get different characters. But... Look at this. Um, there's three classes, so maybe that's just one of the classes. Oh, I think you're right. Uh-huh. Look at that. So, hey. Hey. Remember how the CrossCode devs were like, CrossCode will be on Nintendo Switch when pigs fly? No, I don't remember them saying that. Yeah, That was they a did. dumb thing to say. Yeah, they did. So, um... They put out a trailer for CrossCode on Nintendo Switch, and in the trailer, a pig flies. Oh, yeah? Yep. Oh, that's what that joke was about. <laughs> How am I supposed to punch those? They're flying. Okay. I get it now. Yes, they're hedgehogs. Was that the joke the whole time, though, if those things have always been in the game? I don't remember anyone ever screenshotting that joke before. Hmm. So... Um, CrossCode on Switch is going to have new content not seen in the PC release. That so sounds if you're good. Not familiar with this? It's a 16-bit action RPG um, with sort of a futuristic design. It's another sort of dot hack esque game where you are living in an MMO, um, but you're an amnesiac and you're attempting to get your memories back. This is a Kickstarter or something, or I believe it was Kickstarted way back in the day. Mm-hmm. One of those that spent like three years in development. Three How or four did they years. develop this? They use an engine. Is this home coded? Is this like a? We don't know. All right, cool. I mean, they're also talking about bringing it to the PS4. So whatever they coded it in, it's compatible with PC, PS4, and Switch. We have a review of it too. Yes, of the PC people version. People like it. Yeah, no, it. Mm-hmm. People really like CrossCode. Which is probably why everybody was like, switch, 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 switch. That's what everyone oh, does for games get they the, like. Let me get the Lysol. I got another one of those in here. I got to get it. <sighs> All right. Um, we have a Kickstarter check-in for, I, I don't know how to pronounce this, Tunch? 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 It's I think that's what they said so in the video. Tunch. Tunche. 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 Tunche? Tunche. You, have to, you need a tun. <laughs> You need to cough in there while you, you do it. You need to Tunche. hack up a lung while you're talking about it? <laughs> I don't know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think that's the way to... So... Chris just said it. <laughs> that's how you pronounce it. It's coming out soon. Um... <laughs> All right. So um, if you're interested in packing this, it is a, uh, it is a procedurally generated um, roguelike with an assortment of monsters and bosses. There are four uh, available characters to play, each with their own playstyle, skill tree, and story. Um, Four-player local co-op. They want $35,000 in funding by Valentine's Day. Wait, this is a Kickstarter? Yes. Kickstarter check! If you pledge at least $20, you receive a digital copy of the game. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For a platform of your choice, Steam, PS4, Xbox One, or Switch. And then uh, what's the other side of it? Let's okay. see. Um, oh, some of the early birds are gone. Oh, for $6,500, you meet the development team in Lima, Peru. 
you're not only going to have a lunch with them and see the Leap Game Studios office, but we'll also go on a real jungle adventure in the Amazon and experience the wilderness that inspired us to create this game, <laughs> which I will say later. <laughs> Player designed in-game content, and you get all the previous tiers. 6500 bucks. Does that co- include travel or not? Travel not included. <laughs> all right. But you get a jungle adventure in Peru. And if we're lucky, you, you come home from it. Make sure you get your shots for malaria and everything before you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So, Chris, a new eSport has broken onto the scene. Sorry. Hold on. My voice is a little rough. Right? <laughs> Wait, what? Yes. Uh, so, I need to hear about this. Giant Software, the people that make Farming Simulator, have announced eSports Farming Simulator League. Chris How is do you eSport eyes... Oh, no. No, no, no. There's a way. They've been doing this for a while. They've just codified it now. Okay. Elite teams of virtual farmers will test their skills against competing farmer teams. (laughs) (laughs) Now, there have been competitive farming simulator championships at video game conventions, such as the official Farming Simulator FarmCon. Um, Farming Simulator FarmCon takes place every year in the summer in Europe. Championship tournaments are a timed event where teams compete to see which of them can harvest, bale, and stack hay the fastest. Oh my god. (laughs) I need to watch this. So the last time that they had a tournament like this, a hay bale stacking. Now, I think there's going to be more than just the hay bale stacking, but this is the one that they're going to focus on right now. Um, so last year at Hero Fest 2018, Team Chaos Crew 2 took the championship. They harvested and stacked their bales onto the trailer without the bales falling onto the ground faster than any other team. So, Anna, you're telling me I can watch virtual grass grow? Yes. <laughs> The new Farming Simulator League begins this summer and will span 10 tournaments across Europe, with the finale taking place at this year's FarmCon. Tournaments will award points to teams as well as prizes. The top teams will compete in the Farming Simulator Championship. The new league promotes an official codified three-person farmer team. Game modes that players will challenge um, will be announced by Giant Software later. Because there's going to be more than just loading hay bales. Um, Are we still talking they, about the farming? Have, no, no, no. Here's the best part is they have sponsors for this. You're just excited because you do Harvest Moon PR and you're going to do a tie-in or something, this, aren't you? No. <laughs> um, so here's the thing that's crazy is they've gotten together $300,000 in prizes for this stuff. Yeah, it's called a marketing budget, Anna. This is one of those things that could only work in Farming Simulator because if they you tried to stack hay bales quickly in real life, you would probably kill someone. Well, and here here is my favorite part. Teams can have sponsorships, but only by actual farm tech companies. <laughs> <laughs> Did you read the quote, Anna? No. We have a unique opportunity, explains Christian Amat. No shit. Competitive farming is something people enjoy for years now, but it hasn't been done in esports so far. Yeah, I wonder why. 
Well, we I have mean, a lot of esports enthusiasts in our company who can't wait to show the world that farming can indeed be fun and competitive at the same time. We believe we found the right mix of real farming and fun to play game. Which version of the game is this based on? Is it um, any of them? Oh, it's its own thing, Farming Simulator League. I, so this no, that's the name of the league. All right. Um. So different. Cha- it sounded like different challenges. Um, maybe in different games, but primarily this is going to be Farming Simulator 2019. All right. Chris, why are you so angry? Competitive farming is a thing. It's called 4-H Club. Oh, okay. So go do that. Raise a cow and then kill it and you have hamburgers. Everybody wins. Except the cow. It's what it's for. It's fulfilling its destiny. Also hamburgers. Why why the hate, Chris? Because I'm hungry. (laughs) <laughs> I want hamburgers. You had Dunkin'. It's true. I did have Dunkin'. I'm not actually that hungry, but I want to be hungry for hamburgers. You had hamburgers twice this week. I want more hamburgers. Are you wimpy? It's not Tuesday. <laughs> I don't owe you anything till Tuesday. Till then, I want hamburgers. <laughs> All right. Hi. So what are we talking about? We're talking about the fact that we have Etrian Odyssey Nexus impression up. Yay! Did I like it? Do we not know? Can Are you allowed to like things in an impression? I don't remember. Yes, yes, yes. Here is my favorite thing is his first 10 hours are, I remember that, from Etrian Odyssey X. Yep. Well, this is a new twist on the fill-in-the-blank mechanic, and sob, I'll never experience a new version of Etrian Odyssey on a dual-screen device again! Well, never is a long time, but yeah, probably. Sorry. Yeah, they've they've already said that this is the last 3DS entry. I'm saying that may not be the, the last dual screen device. Okay, fine. <sighs> I'm sure they're going to figure out a way to make it work on the Switch. You take the flip Switch, you put it in the flip grip, and then they cut the screen in half and do something on the top and something on the bottom. So Ooh. Matt really likes Etrian Odyssey Nexus. Good. Are you going to get it? Yeah, I have it pre-ordered. Oh, I, I have it pre-ordered. I hope that it's a lot better than five was. Me too. But Matt seems to think it is. So that's um, good. And then we talked about this a couple weeks ago on the podcast. But we have RP Gamer staff's 2019 gaming resolutions. So we have resolutions from Mike Apps, otherwise known as Wheels, Matt Mason, me, uh, Robert Sinclair, Lol Whoops, uh, Kelly Ryan. Yay! And Sam Walker and Joe Hanley, who's one of our reviewers, and Cassandra Ramos, Strawberry Egg, she's our forum admin, um, and Pascal. Woohoo! And lastly, our man in Japan, Michael Baker. So everybody has like lots of different kinds of resolutions. So it was actually really cool to read. Um, we have. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. There was a there was a reader. Um... Resolution. I think it might have been on the forums, though. I'm not sure where I ended up seeing it, but it was really, um, it's a really good one. It would, I mean, it's basic, but uh, it's for every for every new game purchased, two backlog games need to get finished. Yes, I I've saw that. People. A lot of people really liked that idea. I've mm-hmm. heard a lot of people do that. I know, and I thought that, oh yeah, maybe maybe I can adopt that as as another resolution of mine. And then um, I saw an online switch sale yesterday <laughs> on the Nintendo eShop. <laughs> and that went in the, that went into the bin. So, well, not not quite yet, it's still just January, but my backlog is really going to have to get hit hard now. 
<laughs> to make up for that. Um, and then we have a new uh, episode in Adventure Corner where Sam Walker plays Kathy Rain, a detective is born. Which is an adventure game on the PC that was released in 2016. And it's an Great homage game. to 20, the, it's an homage like 90s point and click adventure game. So it looks like mm-hmm. a, a LucasArts point and click. Very it's, much look like a LucasArts game. Yeah, Secret of I played it a couple of years ago. It's um, it's Gabriel Knight. If Gabriel Knight was a woman and it was t- yeah, set, like kind of set in Twin Peaks. Hmm. Yeah. So definitely Great some game. Twin so Peaks. So this is, uh, is this kind of like a um, Thimbleweed Park sort of thing too? Yeah, although Thimbleweed Park is more demented. Mm. Okay. Which reminds me, I should play that at some point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Robothorium, the sci-fi turn-based cr- dungeon crawler, is exiting Steam Anna, Early Access. This what? Kathy game's available on your iPad. Oh, then I will play it there. Um, Robothorium is going to exit Steam Early Access on January 31st, 2019, where it will be fully released for PC, Mac, Linux, and Nintendo Switch. Um, if you're more interested on it on PS4 or Xbox One, that is coming Q1 2019. Um, they also released a prequel Robothorium visual novel for free on Steam. And it tells the story behind the beginning of the Civil War between humanity and the robots through the eyes of a unique character named Agent 22. So Robothorium um, is a game where you play an AI that's leading a robot uprising. It's kind of cool looking. I, I, mm-hmm. I kind of want to pick this up. Is this the Mechanar... Mechan- Sorry, which one is this? Oh, Mechanarium? We, I feel like Mechanarium? we saw... Th- no, I'm talking about Robothorium now. I'm sorry. I, I did mean to talk about Robothorium. I feel like we saw this at PAX. I'm pretty sure we did. So. Okay, that's all. That's yep. all I got. Sorry. <laughs> um, if you have really wanted to like, play Salt and Sanctuary, familiar. but you're an Xbox One um, fanatic, I have good news. February 6, 2019, you will be able to play Salt and Sanctuary on your Xbox One. There you go. It's a Souls-like game, so, you know. It's a, Souls, it. it's a Soulsvania? Yeah, so play it if you're feeling, you know, masochistic. Um, Salt and Sanctuary won our biggest surprise award, um, what, two years ago? No, three years ago, 2016. All right, Kathy Brain is four ninety nine on iPad, Anna. Mm-hmm. It's two ninety nine right now on good old games. Hmm. Oh, excuse me, GOG. Ooh. We don't say good old games anymore, I don't do buy from GOG. Oh, really? Yeah. Why not? I don't trust them. You don't trust them? No. Oh, because the th- day they said that they were <laughs> ending their service as a prank? Anyways. Oh, she doesn't <laughs> want to get into it. Deep-seated <laughs> hatred for Gog. Speculate. Send your letters now. <laughs> All right. Um, Fimble is coming out February 28th, 2019 for PC, PS4, and Switch. Um, it's coming out physically and digitally for those three. Um, except for Xbox One, where it is digital only. Fimble is a comic book-style action-adventure game with Norse themes. And it's called Fimble because it's during the Fimble winter. Fimble winter? Yeah, that's the that's like Ragnarok happens at the end of Fimble winter. Okay. So, has branching narrative and has a system that allows you to go back to pivotal moments to look at different outcomes. 
So they do branching storylines right. Okay. Um, our System Works has an upcoming dungeon caller called Wizard Symphony, and they put out new screenshots and I think a trailer. Nope, maybe just screenshots. Uh, Wizard Symphony is a revival of the uh, series previously known as Wizard Harmony. This n- They are obsessed with bus size in this game. Yeah, it, everybody's really titty. Yeah. <laughs> Anna, PG. Everybody's really breast... Okay, breast- just move tacular. on. Just move. Oh my Ruby. gosh, every woman is... Wow. It's, it's the art style. Anyways, um... The the Wizards Harmony trilogy never came out here, um, but this one Wizard Symphony um, is also not coming out here. It probably will because it's Arc System Works and they localize just about everything they do now. Um, but if you're interested in learning more about it, it's going to release in Japan on February 28, twenty nineteen, for PS4 and Nintendo Switch. Probably will be announced today. Three. Um, opening movie for Nilki and the Legendary Alchemists: Ateliers of the New World. Has. You can watch it and see if you can pick out all the different uh, Atelier heroines. Yep. So they're pretty much all in there. They're there. They're all there. Including a guy. That must be Manichaemia, right? Well, Lodgy was in there, too. Oh, well, I don't think about him. <laughs> harsh. Harsh. No love for Lodgy. Eska is cute. She has a prehensile tail. That isn't even part of her. It, look, her mom made it. We don't ask questions about that thing. It, it, it. It's not prehensile. She can't use it to climb things and pick things up. It, but it reacts. Look, it's Chim. Chim, Chim. Are we? What are we doing? You're watching a trailer? Oh yeah, yeah. trailer. Yeah. So this comes out in Japan for PS4, Vita, and Switch on January. That's a large 31st. carrot. Why does somebody care so much about a large carrot? Oh, is that Oscar? Maybe. Anyways, um, the 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 Western me, release this? is PC, PS4. Oh, do you want to look at the stream? No, I guess it doesn't okay. matter. Uh, the Western release PC, PS4, Nintendo Switch, uh, March 26th um, in North America and March 29th in Europe. Um, so there's a Langrisser 1 and 2 remake that got announced last year uh, for PS4 and Nintendo Switch. Um, and now we, Japan is going to get a demo um, starting February 7th. And we were talking about voluptuous women and that first screenshot. Uh, yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, for goodness sake. That's <laughs> <laughs> just. That's not even human anymore. All right. Yep. What are we well, doing? I'm Gravity pretty sure defying. that's the so, <laughs> Whatever. You know, it, she she can defy gravity. No, if she wants. we're moving on. <laughs> that's that's the end of the news. Oh. We had a question of the week. What was the question of the week, Anna? What are your thoughts on the Trails of Cold Steel Three news? Lord Golbez said, "Good, I guess. A reminder: I still need to finish the first game." Um, as to Doctor Who, Puddle Glum is the best doctor. I, if people not letting something not be conserved work, I feel like we would have had a new Chrono game sometime in the last 18 years. I don't know what we're talking about anymore. What's a Puddle Glum and what is... I'm so... Con- puddle Glum. That's Matt Smith. No. I was griping The one about... before. Is Puddle Glum the dude who looks um, emo in the rain? David Tennant? Yeah. 
I is that what they mean no, by puddle glum? I honestly don't know. All right, if people not letting something not be conserved worked, I feel like, I don't know what Lord Glum is talking a character about. from Narnia. Narnia. I'm I'm done with this. Anna, do the show. I can't do this. <laughs> All right. Um, Shannon says, I take the news to mean that Exceed is really becoming more and more of a marvelous focus operation, which is a shame. Also, that by the time I finish both of the first two Cold Steel games, they'll be porting three and four to Switch 2. <laughs> to the Switch 2. <laughs> I've solved Switch. the puzzle problem, mystery. mystery. Okay, what's he's, up? He's played, by t- he's played by Tom Baker. Tom Baker! Oh! oh! Okay, then I agree. Yes, Tom Baker, best doctor. Didn't we like say that at the same time one week? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the conservation thing was me bitching about what's going to happen with the Kingdom Hearts endings not being on the disc. Oh. Yeah, no. Square Enix is pretty infamous for not saving their old games. Yeah. I mean, most companies are. The the idea of conservation in any sort of uh, the art form is is or the entertainment form is very very new. Yeah, yeah. There's very interesting YouTube videos about that kind of stuff. Um, Platy M writes in. That's Matt um, Mason from our staff. Yeah. Um, listening to the beginning and y'all's impressions of Kingdom Hearts, Tokyo, and Xanadu and Vesperia, I'm reminded <laughs> of the new A and T commercials with the "It's just okay" taglines. Uh, Trails of Cold Steel 3 news is great, although it was a little more. I'm a little more excited about the Persona Q2 getting an Australian rating. Love the first one and the first in the Skies game. Need to get on both number two sometime soon. So we didn't talk about this because it was. It's kind of a rumor thing, and we don't report on rumors. Is Persona <coughs> Q2 this week was rated, was given an Australian uh, rating, which pretty much guarantees it's coming out. Because uh, those ratings are not cheap. Um, Strawberry Eggs writes in and says, I'm rather tired of the whole hijinks in the hot spring routine. And I love the way that the Bravely Second subverts it. You see the boys talking with no one mentioning taking a peek at the girls. And instead the girls look over at the boys to make fun of them. You <laughs> suggest that the guys peek at the girls in revenge. But he's scared of the idea. He's scared off the idea by Dan Zaburo since one of them is his sister. There you go. Featherhoof writes in and says, I don't have any thoughts on Trails of Cold Steel 3, mainly because the only entry in the Legend of Heroes series I've played was Trails in the Sky 1. And even though I love it, time constraints between work, YouTube, and Twitch um, keep me from dedicating time to more than one game at a time. That one game right now is Tales of Vesperia Definitive Edition, which, contrary to the cast's opinion, is totally amazing. Uh-oh. The granted the <coughs> abrupt switching between Troy Baker's voice and Grant George's voice is jarring. They should have just redubbed Yuri's voice entirely. Baker's obviously the superior Yuri voice, but it would be better than what we got. Still, I am enjoying the completed final version of my all-time favorite Tales game. Too bad they didn't add an option to murder Carol and remove him from the game. He's the only thing I don't like. Whoa. <laughs> Poor Carol, nobody likes him. <laughs> okay. Um, Crawl writes in and says, My main thoughts about Cold Steel 3 is that this series belongs on a handheld, but no handheld ever seems to last long enough to get a full series in unless you're proficient in Japanese. Neither the PSP nor the Vita stuck around long enough to finish in the West, the series that began on each platform. 
Falcom has previously said it doesn't see its audience migrating to the Switch, but surely come when someone can talk it around. So I remembered this, but I had to go look it up because I was like, I don't think they have that stance anymore. And yeah, he's totally right. Um, yep. in, in, at the end of 2017, um, Falcom said the Switch is very successful. Um, but he, the, here's, here's the direct quote. The Switch is very successful right now, but there's still no positive guarantee that the fan base that would play Falcom games are on the Switch yet. It's always been very important to look and see where our users are. So while we thought it was more than likely many of our fans owned a 3DS, one of the trends of PC users is that they prefer gadgets and machines with a higher spec, which is something that Sony was offering. After really con careful consideration of both sides, we decided it was more likely that the people who wanted to play the types of games Falcom made would want to play them on a PlayStation console. Two things I'd, I'd say. Like, one is that I'm not sure. Like, like, I think they probably are right. Like, as well as the Switch has sold, a lot of third-party games in Japan haven't sold that well on the Switch. I think it was Nelky. The Vita version of Nelky actually outsold the Switch version in Japan. <laughs> um, like, Sorry, go ahead. Oh, yeah. So, and the other thing about Falcom is like uh, Asia is just as big a market for them as like uh, U.S. and Europe basically even put together. Like they're selling more copies in China and uh, Taiwan as they are in Europe and the U.S. So that's a much more important market for them. And the Switch isn't really a thing in China and Korea okay. and Taiwan. Well, so here's the thing. Now – I will say, since this interview came out, they have not reversed their stance, but they have said, um, we like the Switch and we will continue to rely on partners to port it. No, mm -hmm. but they're putting out yeah. EZ8 on Switch. Yeah. No, they didn't put that out. That was NIS. That but was that's, NI yeah, but they did an interview and and um, Falcom is talking about it. And they're, they're talking like, based on how well EZ8 does on Switch in Japan, we'll decide whether or not we're going to make the Switch our main console and launching games. Yeah, yeah it, it, it sure didn't sell well then, in Japan. Yeah, oh. I'm pretty sure since then they've said we will continue to rely on our partners to port to Switch. Oh, as lame. Fit. Yeah. It, it's the buy, EZ8. Go I buy have... EZ8. If everyone goes buy EZ8 on, on Switch, then it'll be great. Except, of course, the problem is the... Oh, I give up. The... There's so many problems here. Uh, the, NIS well, Falcom, is the issue here. Well, no, I mean, it's like, I have no clue how Ease 8 did on, you know, in the West. I know it didn't do that great in Japan, although it's hard to tell because that's like the third release of that game. So it's kind of, you <laughs> yeah. would expect diminishing returns on that sort of a release. Um, it, it's just like, I don't think Falcom is going to change their main development. They've been a Sony developer for... God, like 15 years since they finally abandoned the PC. And I don't think you're going to see them change from being a Sony first developer. They, they, you know, they have spent too much time. All of their, uh, you know, the Ease 8 run, e, the Ease games run on a custom engine that has been carefully tuned to PlayStation platforms. And I don't think you're going to see them just reverse course and start developing for Switch. I mean, uh, it's something they will probably continue to rely on people like NIS to do ports to other platforms. If Honestly, if I could see them moving to any other platform, it might be moving back to PC, where they could actually uh, sell those games directly into China without having to necessarily deal with, the, uh, deal with a partner in the same way. I have a question. Yeah. Sure. Do you think part of it is because of the switch cartridges? 
Uh, it's always a part of it, right? That's one of the big issues with Switch, and that's why people don't go and publish things themselves. Those damn cartridges cost so much. You need and, uh, you need a partner who can get a scale, but Falcom could probably get that scale because no, they've but do got they a want popular. To? They've got yeah. a popular it's, series. It's a time investment. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a, they Falcom and Sony have had a pretty close partnership over the years. When uh, the PC market. I mean, uh, Falcom didn't quit the PC market just because they wanted to. Their distributor in Japan. No, the distributor in Japan wouldn't distribute PC games anymore. So they had to quit making PC games. That was the only reason they quit. And Sony, uh, like, aggressively courted them and, like, sent them lots of free dev units. And, like, oh, we think your games would be great on the PSP. They sent them a ton of free uh, PSP dev units. And that's where they – and Sony has, over the years, a bunch of different times, kind of worked closely with Falcom to help them fix problems. So they're pretty – you know, the the two of them are pretty closely tied together. Have they realized um, that there's digital distribution now and they could go back to PC if they wanted to? They would well, prefer to focusing on developing <laughs> and yeah. leave something like a PC port to partners in regions where PC games sell better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I mean, here here's something to consider is Lacrimosa of Dana sold 500,000 copies worldwide. But to celebrate that, they put out a... Lacrimosa of Dana Christmas edition on the PS4 in Japan only. Mm-hmm. Which was, even what does a Christmas edition mean? It's like a complete game. So it had mm-hmm. uh, the, the base game and all the DLC. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I honestly think that kind of ignoring the Switch in this day and age is kind of dumb. But I, I'm not a game dev, so I don't know. There could be a lot of stuff behind the scenes, but I mean, the Switch. The Switch is a pretty damn popular system now. It isn't. It isn't the Wii U. So, I don't know. I I, I think even putting a digital only release without doing the carts could probably make them a little bit of money. It could, but I mean, Falcom is a pretty small company. They only have. Like fifty total employees, and so that's they don't everyone. really that's need the... that much money, Kelly. They they're gonna just do fine without. Well, it. no, I mean they, <laughs> you know, like they, I mean, and the fifty employees includes like the marketing guy, and they even have like a you know accounting guy and stuff like that. They only have like forty thirty five people actually like making games, developing, and you know, like I don't know, man. They've managed to bit stay profitable for pretty much their entire existence, even when they've had. <laughs> horrible even when they even the year they put out Zway and it bombed horribly <laughs> yeah they kind of you know they marched to the beat of their own drummer and I always mean, have and i mean i'm not sc- like and screaming screaming at them switch or no sale or anything i just think that they should consider it a little bit more than they're considering yeah um well let's let's put this into perspective um breaking down the 500,000 copies sold 165,000 of those were from Japan, so 350,000 North America or in some way unaccountable. Um, in Japan, physical copies sold. Vita, 84,000. PS4, 71,000. Switch, 9,000. Oh. Yeah. Wait, when was this? Um, when they announced the 500,000 copies sold. Of what? Lacrimosa of Dana. When did that come out? Uh, three months ago. 
three months ago. Yeah. They sold 84,000 physical Vita compi- copies three from, months ago. No, from launch <sighs> to three months ago. Oh, when was the launch? I don't know, 2017? Like, oh, okay. Maybe in the end of 2016. Okay. I think that was 2016 was when the Vita. No, they normally put out their big games right before end of fiscal I mean, this is irrelevant, Yeah, September. I mean, including a game that's been out since before the Switch was out and, like, comparing sales on the Switch versus the lead skew, that's... Who makes that comparison? That's not going to give you useful numbers. The Vita wasn't the lead skew. What was? PS4. Okay. Which also did really well. And again, the Switch wasn't there at launch, so if people yeah. wanted it portably, they'd get the Vita. I thought it was Vita. It was first. Yeah. Oh, was it? Mm-hmm. I stand corrected. I apologize. Um, so the thing is, is um, if we take away the Japanese sales and we take away the approximate 20,000 PC sales, it sold like 315,000 copies in North America. Problem is, is we don't know how that breaks down between PS4, PS Vita, and Switch. Sure. Well, and you don't know how many Asian copies are in there too. Right. Because I think that one was in Asia as well. You are correct. So it sounds like if we could convince them to do a test with the current install base of Switch, I bet you the numbers be real different. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, what were we talking about? Right. I don't know. Um, feedback. So, feedback. Uh, I'm a donut. If you want to leave <laughs> feedback, um, you can go to rpgamer.com, find the latest RPG cast, slap in your comment there. Um, you can email us, podcast at rpgamer.com. I check it every week. Um, you can call or text us. It's at 608-729-4098. Or you can come join us live every week at 9 a.m. noon Eastern. Uh, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, um, at twitch.tv slash rpgamer. Um, during the week, we also do broadcasts of gameplay and the, the Q&A quest and sometimes backtrack. And I play Final Fantasy IV Free Enterprise. So pop by and say hello. So question of the week um, loops back to the start of the show. And I know we've asked this question before, so I want to sort of uh, ch- change it up a little bit. Um, what difficulty do you play games on? And has it changed over time? So. <clears throat> everyone's going to say easy and that's going to be it. No. Always easy. <laughs> easy street. Easy street. We have to now because, you know, Mac's a martyr for that now. So we have to oh. honor his memory. <laughs> oh. My, he also I played... still usually... I still usually start on normal and then I swap to easy if it gets too hard, which is why I was annoyed with Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> I mean, Mac plays Souls games, so I don't know why. Anyways. Yeah, he played on easy. Kingdom Hearts is not too hard on normal. Uh... All right. That's just being lazy. The battle system just isn't good is the problem. Game right. releases <laughs> yeah. this week. Game releases on the Switch. We've got Mis- Mages of Mistralia, Tangle Deep, Dragon Marked for Death and Robothorium. Um, and also As Divine Hearts 2 just came out yesterday, and I don't think we talked about it last week. No. Is that a Chemco alert? Yeah. I think it is. It is. Chemco yeah. alert. Chemco alert. Chemco alert. Chemco alert. Over on the PC, Mage's Initiation, Reign of the Elements, Sunless Skies, Robothorium, Record of Agoras War, Mariage. Mariage. Oh, are you playing that, Anna? You going to get that? I th- I'm thinking about it. Oh, on the PC, oh, though? Ooh. 
Uh, and a record of Ragnaros board game. Maybe. I played them. You should read a review. It, there's probably <laughs> some hardcore Kingdom Hearts haters that are buying that just out of spite. You finished any of those, Anna? Um, Do you like any of those? I liked them. Okay. All right. I'll take it. They're if you like really it, it's up long. to you. All right. Uh huh. All right. Did you like the games or did you buy them for the accoutrement? <laughs> Do you like the goodies in the collector's edition, Anna? Um, I played them on PC. <laughs> mm. Okay. Also coming out on Switch, Windows, and Xbox One, Wargroove, which is turn-based tactics. Um, I guess that's more of a, uh, uh, um, what's it called? Advance Wars game, but, you know, I know there's Yeah, some that came out of the Nindy... People like that here. Uh, ...presentation yeah, in your... It's fancy Advance Wars. Mm-hmm. Seems and, like a good thing. I'm hoping it reviews well. I might check it out. Chris and I yeah, can and never remember which of one which one of us has played and liked Advance Wars. And it so turns like, out that it's neither. It's neither of us. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, like, intelligence hey, systems doesn't out. make. It's a shame, but intelligence systems doesn't make Advance Wars anymore. What do they make now? Oh right, Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem. That's it. Fire Emblem Waifu Edition. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> which, honestly, everybody on this show seems to be okay with. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tiki is my waifu. You got to pick one. Which do you choose? Chrom is my husband. Okay, well, Anna and Kelly have chosen at least. <laughs> well, maybe they can figure out a way to make the characters marry each other in Advance Wars. Wait, like you so fight wars against them like and then the you marry them. the wedding is an Advance Wars battle? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Bride Wars. Bride Wars. <laughs> it's a mini game. All right. All right. What else we got? We got, um, oops, and then we have Kingdom Hearts 3 is coming out this week for PS4 and Xbox One. Yeah, but no one cares about that. And if you haven't, I highly encourage you to go watch Kotaku's video non-review of Kingdom Hearts 3. It's fantastic. You know, um, I'm still not going to believe it's out until I'm holding it in my hand. (laughs) Who's playing Kingdom Hearts 3 this week? Hands up. Me. Kelly? My hand. Is that it? Firmly in the air. That's it. Okay. So what are you going to play this week, everybody? Uh, Kelly. Um, I'm probably going to cry when I watch the opening movie just because this game kind of means a lot to me. All right. <laughs> you definitely should watch that video. All right. Anna. Um, Fairy Fencer F. Okay. Alex. I plan to finish Ace Combat 7 in my time at Porsche, and then I'll play something else that I haven't decided yet. So you'll probably not finish time at Porsche, as we discussed earlier. It'll never end. (laughs) Josh? Uh, Assuming the account shenanigans are now straightened out, I'll be trying to play the Anthem demo and decide if I like that or not. All right. And I don't know if he's still on the show, but Pascal? I'm here. Hey! I I haven't heard you talk in like an hour. (laughs) I don't know what I'm playing. I just finished, you know, several things. I haven't even decided what to do. Okay. Not Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> You're just enjoying taking some time off, and that's okay. I like it. Um, I'm playing more Diablo 3, Fairy Fencer, Dark Force F+, and probably some Anthem. Uh, depends how much I like Anthem, whether or not it's a lot of Anthem or a little Anthem. Are we done, Anna? Yep. All right. Thanks, everybody, for being on. Thank you, Dale North, for doing the music forecast, for helping with the encoding of the show. And uh, the guests, all of you, for being on. Kelly, Pascal, Alex, Josh, Anna, take us home. Um, I feel like I've been put on the spot. 
you knew the end of the show was coming. <laughs> Did you not prepare your homework again? Uh, did, did the cat eat it all right your assignment everybody go on youtube and search for baby otter taking first first bath that is your homework everybody <laughs> it's a wonderful video and it's so adorable and with that we'll see you next week <laughs> bye 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 everybody bye